Well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, we ask the question this morning, where is your hope found? And indeed, that question is so very important as Christmas approaches, isn't it? Because if our hope is found in the wrong place, we will simply go through another Christmas season and have nothing really to show for it, will we? Or we'll simply come to the end of Christmas Day and wonder, what was the point? For see, our hope can be found in many different false things, can't it? Perhaps as a, a young person, your hope was found in Christmas presents. Oh, I can't wait for Christmas Eve or, or Christmas Day when our family traditionally unwraps their presents and Grandma asked me for a list this year. And oh, I had like 10 or 12 things on the list and oh, I'm going to have 10 or 12 things under that tree and then I will unwrap them and feel fulfilled because I got everything I wanted. But you see, dear friends, if that's where your hope is found, then you came to Christmas morning and maybe you only got nine of the 12 things. Or maybe you only got six of the 12 things. And while you had these six really great presents in your mind, you were thinking, oh, if only I'd gotten that thing and that other thing and that third thing. You see, now you couldn't appreciate what you had because you had such high expectations, didn't you? You're unable to be grateful for what you had because, oh, if only this other stuff had happened. Oh, if only I'd gotten those other presents. Oh, I feel bad that I got six presents. And logically, you know, it even sounds weird to our ears, doesn't it? How can you feel bad when you got some neat things from God, from, from Grandma that particular year? But aren't we all just kind of like that, right? Instead of being able to count our blessings, instead of being able to be grateful for what we do have, instead we're saying, oh, if it just was a little more, oh, if I just had some extra things, oh, if I could just do a little bit different. Then it'd be good. <clears throat> and it stops us, doesn't it? It stops us from appreciating what we do have. It stops us from being able to praise God for the gifts that he has given. Because secretly in our mind, we're thinking we deserve more. Secretly in the back of our mind, we're thinking God should bless me greater. And then we're falling short. Well, dear friends, a second thing that can distract us from God is uh, something we don't want to talk about today. 
It's other people, maybe. Isn't it? And yeah, especially with the Christmas season coming up, you know, we, we may don't want, want to touch on that subject too much. But certainly we can come to worship other people, can't we? And we can begin to put all of our stock into family and friends. And of course, you know, again, we don't want to talk about this much on, on Christmas time, but family and friends fail you at times, don't they? You know, if your big thing about Christmas is that all the family is going to get together and everyone is going to get along and we're all going to be happy, well, you're maybe not going to have that great of a Christmas this year, are you? Because if we put our faith in people instead of in God, people fail us at times. And if your your big plans include you know great great dinner parties where everyone is perfectly behaved and everyone gets along and no one you know makes a, a, a cross comment at that other person that's at your table, it's going to be perfect. And, and then what happens? Right, one well, well, of your boys decides to go to Iowa for the holiday. Instead of coming home. Right? You know, that, that happened to me this year. First Thanksgiving ever when I didn't have all my family together. First one. Oh, kind of wrangles me a little bit. But those things happen, don't they? But I'm really looking forward to this. And, and then suddenly, oh, we're, we're, we're going to some other state. I'm really looking forward to this get together. We have bad weather. You know, people that just couldn't make it in through the snow. I'm really looking forward to this gathering. And then this argument erupted, you see. My engagement ring is better than your engagement ring. And you say, what? How did that even become an issue at my house? I have two ladies here arguing about whose engagement ring is better. It's wrecking my Christmas. I'm upset. You see, dear friends, if we come to depend on people, we come to depend on our gatherings, then we're too going to be disappointed. Because where does our faith need to be? It needs to be in Jesus, our Savior, doesn't it? It needs to depend on Christ. And certainly the, the last big thing I can talk about today is circumstance, isn't it? Because a, a lot of people in this world, they're depending on their circumstances to feel good about themselves. And so if I'm coming into the holiday season and, you know, I just got a big promotion at work, I, I just got some increasing responsibility Things are just really golden right now. And I come to Christmas and I say, oh, this is so great. 
My Christmas was fantastic. I used my new bonus to go skiing in Colorado. It was just wonderful. Uh, what happens that next year? Well, maybe the economy kind of turned around. And now you didn't get the bonus. And furthermore, you got word that you're going to be laid off. And, and now what is my Christmas uh, going to be like when my circumstances have changed so greatly? Where is our hope found? Where is it found this holiday season? And dear friends, we come to understand if our hope is found in Christ then we have it right, don't we? You see, if my hope is in Jesus, who died so my sin could be forgiven, I can go into the holiday with a clear conscience, can't I? And if my hope is found in Christ, who loves me so much that he died for my sin, I can go into the holidays feeling love. No matter what anybody else is doing. Simply because God has spoken it. You know, my circumstances can become abysmal. I'm trapped in an airport, unable to travel <coughs> because of the snow. I'm separated from my family. I'm thinking about how I need to find a new job. And furthermore... The person sitting next to me is making snide remarks. And even in the midst of bad circumstances and lack of friends and family and my world falling apart, I can still feel loved. You can still feel that. All you have to do is return to your Sunday school years and remember those precious works of Scripture that your teachers gave to you. That God does love you. And even though perhaps your own sin or the sins of other people have had a detriment in your life, He has a new plan. He's going to start to make that new plan available to you. You see, God says the things he has for us, he has in mind for us, are good things. And that he does have good works he has prepared for us to walk in. The future is already prepared the seed of goodness is already sown. It's only up to us to follow his path and to walk in his ways. And it will be revealed once again. In the midst of terrible circumstance, we can find hope if that hope is in God. And even separated from our relatives, from our, our loved ones, our friends, our family. 
We can have good feelings inside if those feelings are based upon God himself. Dear friends, this is why it's so important that our hope comes from the Lord. Because it's so easy to get distracted in this world, to place our, our hope in objects, to place our hope in people, to place our hope in our present circumstance. But in this sinful world, each one of those will fail at times, won't they? Each one of us will experience difficulty. And each one of us will experience failed relationships. Each one of us will go through difficult circumstance. But what will get us to the other side? What will place our feet on the solid ground of that other shore? It's that hope that comes from God. Do you have that hope this morning? Do you have that hope that will get you through those trying times? Do you have that hope that is based on the right foundation. For here, the words of God once more. God loves you. God sent his one and only son to die on the cross so you could get home to heaven. God has said that you are co-heirs with Jesus. Not just a servant that maybe can clean the bathroom in God's house. Not just the, the guy that you know is going to go around and trim the bushes while everyone important is, is meeting inside. But he says you're a co-heir with Christ. You're going to be sitting there at his left and his right hand side. You're going to be at the banquet table. You're going to be wearing those garments made whiter than the best bleach we have available can make garments today. And you're going to be in God's presence. He says, in fact, that as a, a little child, you can just kind of run into his throne room. You can jump up on his knee. You can tug on his beard. You can whisper in his ear. He says he loves you that much. That you can be as a little child again in your heart, in your mind. Their sins are completely forgiven and washed away. He wants the best for you. He wants you to have life and to have it abundantly. Put your hope in God once again.
Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be in your hearts and minds, now and always. Amen.